Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. I also serve churches in the areas of pulpit supply, conferences, retreats, and revivals, as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you. Today we're going to take just a slight detour from our study through the book of Revelation and focus a little bit on the Passion Week. The Passion Week began with the triumphal entry of Christ in through the eastern gate of Jerusalem and culminated with his trial, crucifixion, and resurrection. So just want to take a slight look at that for a while, just a detour. Uh, so let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Luke chapter 19 and verse number 28. In Luke chapter 19 and verse number 28, here's what it says. And when, and when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when he was come nigh to Bethpage and Bethany, at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in which you, at your entering you will find a colt tied, whereon yet never man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, Why do you loose him? Thus shall you say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent their way, and found, even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why do you loose the colt? And they said, Well, the Lord has need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen saying, Blessed be the King that comes in the name of the Lord, peace, glory, and heaven, and the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Rebuke thy disciples. And he said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. This is the triumphal entry. This is what began the, the Passion Week, when Jesus came down off the Mount of Olives, riding on the donkey, and came through the eastern gate. This begins the Passion Week. Now, this was actually predicted in the Old Testament. Understand, the New Test, the Old Testament points to the New, and the New points back at the Old, and of course they intersect at the cross. The Old Testament foretold the day when Jesus would come uh, through this eastern gate. Look in Daniel chapter number 9 in the book of Daniel, in chapter number 9, and verse number 1. Daniel 9, and verse number 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. Now notice it says, in the first year of Darius. That would have been the year 538 B.C., uh, Darius was the new king of the Medes and the Persians. And then he says in verse number 2, And in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Well, Daniel was apparently a student of the scripture because he said that he understood by the books. Uh, he, in other words, he was reading the scriptures, and apparently he came upon something that spoke about the 70 years of captivity that the Jews would endure 
in Babylon. Now, the verses that he was looking at had had to have been in the book of Jeremiah. In the book of Jeremiah, in chapter number 25, we'll see this. Look in Jeremiah in chapter number 25. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 25, and look in verse number 11. Jeremiah 25, verse number 11. And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. So clearly Daniel sees that from the time they were carried away into captivity into Babylon, the, Jeremiah said it would only be for a period of 70 years. And it shall come to pass when the 70 years are accomplished that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, saith the Lord, for their iniquity and the land of the Chaldeans and will make it a perpetual desolation. So when Daniel says he understood by the books the number of years that they'd be in Babylon, he was referring to Jeremiah. Matter of fact, in Jeremiah chapter number 29, also Daniel probably read this as well, in Jeremiah 29 and verse number 10, For thus saith the Lord, after the seventy years be... Uh, after, let's see, where to go? After the 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So history tells us that Israel had been destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar in 605 BC, which means that they had been in captivity at the time of Daniel's writing 67 years. And Daniel knew this and understood that their captivity was almost over. Now the interesting thing and something that amazes me is that Daniel just opened his Bible, read Jeremiah 25:11, and believed it. Can you, believe, can you believe that? He took it literally. Why is it that Bible scholars of our day can't seem to do this? They make every excuse under the sun. I read theological books all the time, amazed at how they try to dismiss many times, not all, but they try to dismiss many of the miracles. They don't take them at face value. Well, he, he didn't mean 70 years. You know, God was speaking in a metaphorical sense. Well, you know, in the original Greek, you know, why can't we just open up our Bibles and take it at face value? Daniel did. You know, John wrote in 1 John, I write these things that you may know, not so that you can guess. We need to stop second-guessing God. You know, I've learned when God puts a period, we should not change it to a question mark. When the Bible says that he parted the Red Sea, it means that he parted the Red Sea. It doesn't mean it was the Reed Sea. It was the Red Sea. So the first question that I ask myself when I read this is, okay, Daniel, I mean, you've understood by the books, you've read in Jeremiah, it's only going to be 70 years. You know, my mind says, well, why 70 years? That kind of sounds like a random number to me. Why 70 years? Well, in Leviticus chapter number 25, this is actually dealt with. In Leviticus uh, chapter number 25, verse number 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses in Mount Sinai, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye come into the land which I give you, then shall the land keep a Sabbath unto the Lord. 
Six years you shall show your, sow your field, and six years you will prune your vineyard and gather the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year you, it shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. You shall neither sow your field or prune your vineyard. That which grows of its own accord of thy harvest you shall not reap, neither gather the grapes of the vine undressed, for it is a year of rest unto the Lord. And the Sabbath of the land shall be meat for you, for you, and for your servant, and for your maid, and for your hired servant, and for the stranger that sojourns with you, and for your cattle, and for the beasts that are in your land shall all the increase thereof be meat. In other words, every six years, on the seventh year, you're to allow the land to rest. Now, we know I lived down in South Texas for, you know, a dozen years. And I learned from the farmers down there that you have to rotate your fields. You can't just keep planting and planting and planting in the same fields because you're going to suck all the nutrients out of the field. And eventually your crops are going to start to get smaller and smaller and smaller until it just doesn't produce. So you allow the land to lie fallow or to allow, or allow it to rest so that it can replenish itself. And this is what the Lord told the Jews that they were to do. Allow the land to rest and trust me in the seventh year to take care of you. Now look down in verse number 20. In verse number 20 and 22, and let's see what the Lord continues to tell them in Leviticus. He says, And if ye shall say, What shall we eat in the seventh year? Behold, we shall not sow nor gather our increase. Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. Now notice, trust me. He said, he said And in the eighth year, he goes on, and eat yet of the old fruit until the ninth year. In other words, if you'll trust me, I'll take care of you. I will make sure that in the sixth year you get such a large crop that you'll eat all the way through the ninth year. If you'll just believe me by faith, allow the land to rest. There's a lot of sermon there, is there not? Now look over in chapter number 26 of Leviticus. In chapter 26 and verse number 27, and it says, And if ye will not for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary to me, then I will walk contrary to you also in my fury, and I will chastise you seven times for your sins. And ye shall eat the flesh of your sons, and, and all this did come to pass, and I will destroy your high places, I will cut down your images, I will cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols. I will make your cities lie waste. I will bring your cities to desolation. I will not smell the savor of your sweet odors. I will bring the land into desolation and your enemies will dwell therein and be absolutely astonished. And I will scatter you among the heathen. I will draw out a sword after you and your land shall be desolate and your cities shall lie waste. Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbath, as long as it lieth desolate, and ye be in your enemy's land. Even then shall the land have her rest, and enjoy her Sabbath. As long as it lieth desolate, it will rest, because it did not rest in your Sabbath when you dwelt on it. In other words, the Lord is telling them, if you do not allow the land to lie and rest in the seventh year, I will bring your enemies down upon you, and I will get the rest that I ask you to give. And we know over the course of 490 years, while the Israelites dwelt in the land, 
They did not trust the Lord by giving the land its rest. And as a result, God fulfilled his promise. And he kicked them out of the land. 490 divided by 7 is 70 years. You know, in Second Chronicles 36, 20, And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away into Babylon, where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths. For as long as she lay desolate, she kept her Sabbaths to fulfill 70 years, just as the scriptures foretold. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. This is going to lead up to the prophecy of the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And we're going to see it here in Daniel 9. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember that God loves you. He wants the best for you. And he's working all things out for your good.